0: Two Bulls in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff.
1: Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Two Bulls in a China Shop is brought to you by us.
0: (laughs) Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Roll them.
2: Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite.
0: You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats smiley face.
1: Hello and welcome to the China Shop today, folks. Come on in. I'm shopkeeper Dan and with me as always is Kyle, creator of FinancialIneptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle?
0: I feel like I got reamed this week. (laughs) I'm not doing great. Yeah. Uh, I had to actually step away for a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were talking about some market tumults that never occurred. Mm. Yeah. We'll cover that in the bet. It starts with the bet and it just goes downhill from there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I'm 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 doing okay myself. Uh, I've been keeping extra busy pulling my hair out of my head because my money hadn't cleared from moving out of Robin Hood and moving into Ameritrade, so I, I couldn't trade my options, and, and I was eyeing them all week, and I had a sick-to-my-stomach moment, uh, what we'll get to in the news, with marijuana stocks. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm.
0: Yeah, you missed a nice rebound.
1: <laughs> anyway, come on into the shop with us today, folks. Sit back, relax, rage against the hedge machine, hedge against the rage machine. Just do, do it all with us. We're, we're having a fun time.
0: Just smash something.
1: Just smash something while you're here. Let us know you've been you've been by yeah. to the shop with some smash China. Welcome to any new listeners just joining <laughs> us. We're here sharing our ever growing strategies for trying to maximize gains, cut those losses. Got a very very fermented, intoxicating show for you today. Uh, lots of market moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options than Zeus in a zoo. What? <laughs>
0: Are you trying to top the nerdy reference?
1: Uh, yeah, right. Is that uh? I did a Greek uh, Greek reference last week, didn't I? All right, all right, all right, all right. <clears throat> did you? Oh yeah, you did.
0: Agamemnon at the beach.
1: Yeah. Uh, Amy Winehouse at an open bar. Ooh. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> and please folks reach out to us we love your messages and comments we love them on the twitter on facebook uh tiktok discord uh wherever you're at maybe you're old school and you want to just send us an email we got that too two bulls at financial or maybe you want to give us a phone call 725 22 bulls maybe you got a hot stock tip maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made or maybe you just stubbed your toe and you can't stop screaming about it i don't know doesn't matter we love it when you reach out Oh, well, Kyle, uh, you know, that brings us to the top of the show where we talk about the bet results. Uh, can we just
0: skip it this week? You know, you wanted to skip it last week, can We just and I'm noticing a trend. I want to fast forward to the end of March and just see how I did then. Because <laughs> I feel like this month is already lost for me. I feel like also, by the way, because you... Made out like a bandit on a technicality, so I feel like you owe me a side bet at some point this month. Well, I went with the VIX, the VXX. It opened at twenty dollars and nine cents and ended the week at sixteen forty-seven. Oh, uh, stop loss triggered fifteen percent at eighteen ten. So my five hundred dollars is now worth four fifty and forty-seven cents. So not great, but on the plus side, like I said, with the VIX. I mean, I did open up a position on that myself uh, with my personal cash, and I'll just be holding that until the market corrects, which it mm, will at some point.
1: Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So
0: I'm not worried about losing money in the long term. I just uh, thought we'd see more volatility this last week, and it never really materialized. No, nope. And because of that, I'm going to have to do something stupid next month, I'm uh, assuming already.
1: Yeah, I know it's bummer for you to lose the bet, but If I win the bet, that puts pressure on me to have to think of another dumb thing to make you do.
0: Right. (laughs) What really puts pressure on you is how to fuck up your bet again to where you somehow make money on it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes, listeners, I was attempting to pick SQQQ, and uh, I said TQQQ. I've got, you know, a lot of stuff going on, and uh, I just wrote it down wrong. I forgot that TQQQ was the bull, SQQQ was the bear, I was going for the bear because I too predicted volatility, uh, but that was not my pick. My pick was the the triple leveraged Nasdaq bull fund.
0: To be fair, you did reach out to me and ask how to handle that, and I my response was that you know if you fat finger a trade and buy the wrong thing, what happens? You know yeah. you're stuck with what you said. Yeah,
1: I have fat fingered many real life trades before, as Kyle can attest to.
0: I think we all have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, may I bring you back to my Cisco options fiasco of two weeks ago? Uh, anyway, right. <laughs> so I did luck out because it was like a record week for the for the Nasdaq. It. It it took a dive uh, that Friday when we, we talked about the bet uh, the Friday before. So so Monday it just shot right back up. It opened the week at ninety three dollars fifty five cents and it closed the week at one hundred five dollars thirty cents. That's around a twelve and a half percent gain. Brings my five hundred up to five sixty two and eighty cents. Uh, saved by the fat fingers. Not bad at all for a week. Come on,
0: not bad. But we also have a random stock that we're both competing against, oh, and shit. man, this is about to get ugly.
1: Oh <laughs> shit! For the first time, the random went on a tear.
0: Oh my god, yeah. Uh, the AKTS opened at fifteen ninety three on Monday, closed at eighteen fifty eight. So the five hundred dollars for the random is now at five eighty three eighteen, and we are both behind for the first time to the random. That means that we need listener suggestions uh, for. For our consequences if we fail to beat random. Yeah,
1: yeah. I might not be thinking of any consequences. If we both lose to random, yeah, we need some listener consequences
0: yes. for that. We're on hard mode difficulty with the stock market this week. Yes. Our month.
1: Yeah. We we used those cheat codes for too long on that GME Bad Bath and Beyond AMC madness. <laughs> and now 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 the difficulty's gone cranked up even higher than it was before the cheat codes all right folks stick around to the end we'll have another uh, fun bet going on i i you know i've got a fun pick uh that i believe in and uh, uh we'll see what kyle has and we'll find out the new random and i'm hoping it's something that tanks so it hits that stop loss yeah hopefully it's the vix <laughs> <laughs> that would be epic all right so oh, i think that brings us up to some news Well it's all for the money, tuned to the show Need a good story so my margin grows
0: Won't you listen to all our news You might learn some things with the China Shop Market News
1: All right, so I think obviously the biggest story going on the planet right now is still GameStop, and oh, I got I got fired up this week a little bit. Obviously, I'm still emotionally wrapped up in this whole ordeal. I still have shares. I'm still pissed at Robinhood. I moved all my money out, moving over to Ameritrade. Drove me crazy because I couldn't trade options all week until my cash
0: cleared. You're not the only one who left uh Robinhood too. There was a mass exodus, I think. Oh yeah, and they did uh, finally allow unrestricted buying on friday and we saw really what the power retail has when they push that stock up to 95 again yeah it kept getting
1: circuit breakered on friday yeah so yeah at one point robin hood even sent me an email offering me uh five percent cash on new deposits up to 150 dollars. so they're, they're they're trying to get people back
0: to be fair, that's probably more than you'll get from a settlement from that class action lawsuit. Mark Cuban did an Ask Me Anything on Reddit over uh, last week. Yeah. And that question was brought up if they had a, a lawsuit, if it stood any chance of winning against Robin Hood. And his response was, oh yes, and you'll win, and you'll all get your $4 settlement checks when it's done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't join this, the, the lawsuit for the money.
0: I lost real money. Yeah. I I put mostly just my gains from the year on it as I figured it was one hell of a lottery ticket. Yeah. But the other side of it too was that I actually believe in GameStop as a company, too. Yeah. The moves that they've made getting Ryan Cohen and seeing what he did with Chewy. Oh, yeah. Uh, the company itself being valued at, you know, $20 a share, as some analysts are writing, is ludicrous to me. And a company that brings in $1 to $2 billion in revenue, and I believe that's a quarter. I mean, this company has the foundation already in place. It's got great flexibility with being able to close out underperforming stores on, you know, the drop of a hat. Yeah. Um, it's already got the name, and now they're bringing in all the people I mean they just brought in some execs from Amazon in order to help uh, bolster their online presence if they can turn this into an online platform I think they could rival Steam
1: yes Yes, oh, and I agree. And you you look at what that dude did with Chewy. It's it's amazing. They're they're one of the premier yes. online pet food retailers. And we've talked about them before because they keep hitting new 52-week highs.
0: And, and as far as AMC goes, I mean, they've just staved off bankruptcy because of this whole thing. Uh, they were able to convert $600 million of debt into shares that were immediately sold. Now theaters are starting to open back up. I mean, this was a $30 share stock uh, before this pandemic hit. And now they've just basically given themselves the the room they need to try to ride this out longer bankruptcy was on the table not too long ago
1: it looks like they'll survive when we last we were talking about amc in december uh you recall i i was buying some calls to try and ride a bounce and i missed i missed on the timing and and you did not just to (laughs) just to fuck with me it was great loved it
0: i remember that (laughs) i I do want to kind of talk a little bit more about my GameStop going forward just uh yeah to put that out there. Um, as I believe in the company, I'm waiting for the stock price to bottom out again. And then I'm just gonna sink a lot more money into it. I'm gonna sell off my Pepsi shares and probably move that into it. Uh, Cause I see this in the next three years just being a lot bigger than it is right now. Yeah. So. If you've lost money on it, uh, don't feel too bad. Uh, This wasn't always just about the squeeze play. This was just about a solid company with good fundamentals taking the right steps to become a player again. And they've taken all those steps. They've made the right moves. Now it's time to, you know, buy into that. Lower your cost basis if you bought way too high, like some of us did. Yep. (laughs) And... Just be prepared to wait for you know a good two years. <laughs> hold those shares. Hold them. Hold them strong.
1: Yes. Getting into the nitty gritty of what went down with uh, Robinhood last week, uh, I watched a CNBC report that re- really, really towed the party line, as, the, as it were. They reported they were they were reporting that Citadel Securities, as we know, part of this fiasco, they they run the shares for Robinhood, and they are also one of the companies that shored up Melvin Capital with billions of dollars.
0: Before you continue with that, I feel like we need to get that correction out there. Real quick. Oh, yes. Uh, last week, we mistakenly referred to as Citron as the one who holds or uh, takes the order flow from Robin Hood. Uh, that was mistake. We did put a correction in the episode description, but it's actually Citadel Securities who handles the order flow. Yes. Uh, and there's two branches of Citadel, uh, as Dan was just referring to. So there's one that handles the order flow, and there's one that does other stuff. Yes. But, sorry, I didn't mean to jump in there, but go ahead and continue. I just wanted to get that correction out.
1: Yeah, so so Citadel Securities reported to CNBC that it was it was hedge funds that were the big buyers in, in GameStop. Mm-hmm. That doesn't explain everything to me. Uh, CNBC ca- continued to report that uh, BlackRock and Senvest, two big hedge, fu- hedge funds, they hit big. But it, it, that's misleading. BlackRock owns 13% of GME, but they're long. Right. <laughs> uh, Sen- Senvest... Made like 700 million gains at the peak. They also went on to say, and "I love this undisclosed institutional and computer monies said to be long by may, but but they may never be disclosed." Who?
0: What?
1: Yeah, they they said. What does that mean? They were saying uh, in in answer to to people who who was buying GameStop stock, undisclosed institutional and 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 she even said computers. The lady uh, uh, Leslie Picker was was the CNBC reporter. She even mentioned uh, computer algorithms were investors. Yeah, that was that was the thing that she said.
0: But yet, somehow, Robinhood had to shut down because the retail side was too high it, and it was right? causing them liquidity issues.
1: Towing the party line didn't get into that. Ah. They said the people buying were hedge funds covering their shorts and other hedge funds. But we know that doesn't make sense because the other hedge funds weren't buying at the high. I wouldn't think so. BlackRock was not like, $350 <laughs> a share? Yeah, give me 5000 more. No, no, that wasn't happening we we watched the thursday shutdown from robin hood result in significant yes. volume and price dips we, we watched it happen so it looks like melvin capital maple lane capital they lost the most money and this little new segment wrapped it up by blaming it all on risk management saying you should never be overexposed. <laughs> uh, Leslie Picker, the talking head, claims there's only a small chance to ever have a squeeze. She she says, and this is a quote, I'm not a statistician, but I did TA in a statistics class in college. Oh my God. You f-
0: <laughs> That's the quality of reporting? On- yeah, yeah.
1: There's only a small, <laughs> small chance from a risk management standpoint. Translation, these poor hedge funds aren't dumb. The odds just, it was a... a Magical thing that's never going to happen. You should never take that into account. And yeah, oh, that that made my blood boil, uh, especially because very shortly after that, I read a Bloomberg report. Apparently, industry folks are claiming that the uh, the the DTCC, the the clearinghouse, the the cash right. the cash deposit increases are they common part of brokerage business. Uh, and for some reason, Robinhood fell. And this is a quote: fell very very short. <laughs> in terms of their, their cash requirement. So apparently anticipating how much the clearinghouse will want to cover and trade is part of everyday brokerage operations. And a- I mean like literally at the heart of what a lot of the, them are doing because obviously they can't keep trading without covering what the DTCC tells them to cover. Mm-hmm. Bloomberg reported risk managers were still stuck on how Robinhood ended up in the predicament. Now, Robinhood's COO, Jim Swartout, stated, we've grown rapidly and we have at times encountered challenges as we've scaled to meet this moment. Swordout out explained regarding Robinhood's growth and the spike in trading volume that led to the collateral demands. To say the overnight increases in volume Robinhood experienced last week were extraordinarily high would be a vast understatement. The surge was magnitudes higher than the, than the norm. So we're hearing Robinhood's COO saying... Literally, we've never had higher demand, and we know Robinhood is retail investors. Hedge funds are not using Robinhood to trade their stock.
0: No, that's that's what it sounds like they're saying. If if hedge funds are doing the majority of the buying, they have been buying through Robinhood, right?
1: They, uh, apparently. <laughs> Apparently, that's what's going yeah. on. Oh, yeah, so this got me really mad because because both these narratives can't be true at the same time. <laughs> Bloomberg also reported uh, they spoke to more than half a dozen senior risk executives from Wall Street's largest firms, all anonymously. Uh, so I guess some of them work with Robinhood. They were all puzzled as to Robinhood suggesting that the size of the deposit requirements can't be forese- foreseen. Uh, They said uh, big, big, Mm -hmm. well-run firms don't get surprised by requests that threaten to empty their pockets. So Hmm. if if you believe uh, Bloomberg's anonymous independent Wall Street people, they're saying Robin Hood, if Robin Hood really was surprised by this, then they are not a well-run company.
0: (laughs) Well, that's what Chamtha has been saying uh, in the... the interviews that I've heard him are when he talks about the whole fiasco. Mm. Uh, to be fair, he does have his own brokerage firm that he's trying to start up. Right. So it makes sense. for So him. he may just be taking the time to, to, to shit on them. But I mean, to be honest, I mean, they deserve to be shit on yeah. at this point. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Let's, let's move on. Uh, what, what, uh, what,
1: what story you got next on the docket, Kyle? I think something's happening at Amazon.
0: Yeah. Jeff Bezos has decided to step down as the CEO, uh, CEO. Ooh. Um, yeah. That's, of, kind of a big deal. Think, bit of a shocker. Uh, it sounds like he's still going to be part of the company. He's uh, taken a position that I guess they kind of created for him. Um, something to do with innovation. Bezos is moving into a new role with a title that was made for him that keeps him with the company in a position where he'll focus on innovation at Amazon and hands off the top job to a trusted deputy. So the guy taken over for him. Uh, Andy Jazzy is the guy taking over. He's been with the company since 97, so we don't really see this as being one of those scenarios where everyone jumps out of the stock because the CEO stepped down. Right. And it does sound like Bezos is still going to be part of it, but I think he also wants to spend more time uh, focusing on the space side. I think he's got some other, um, what was that company's name? Blue something. Blue Origin. He's trying to launch a company, another space company, kind of the same way that like uh, Richard Branson with Virgin Galactic and Elon Musk with uh, SpaceX. Yeah. So I think he wants to focus more on that. And this will give him the opportunity, I suppose, to do that. But still, big news nonetheless. Huge. And uh, not really seem to, to react too much to it one way or another. And the, the guy who's taken over for him, this probably plays into that. I mean, he's been with the company since 97. So it's not like there's a scramble trying to find a successor. It sounds like they've got a guy who's been groomed for years. Yeah decades to take this spot over
1: yeah the the most exciting part about the news for me is that uh he's going to spend his time bezos is going to spend his time working on space stuff i can't wait to to pour more and more dollars into the space industry look at how well virgin galactic spce has been doing this year uh space is a growth industry man there's nothing but room to grow out there
0: Speaking of Virgin Galactic, that's the next bit of news that I had, and that was that they've uh, announced the flight window for their repeat of the test that failed in December. Yeah. Uh, that starts this weekend, uh, the 13th, Ooh. is when that opens. So at some point uh, from there to through the end of the month, they should do the uh, the rerun of that test. And that should pave the way for the next test, which I believe will have, I think it'll have actual people with them in the next one.
1: We saw that, st- that stock take a dive after the last aborted test flight.
0: And I bought a lot of that stock uh, when it discounted because I just felt like when that test flight gets reannounced, it's going to jump. Well, it turns out it jumped uh, before that. Uh, I'm just hoping now that with this news coming out, I'm going to ride up to the point when they actually do complete that flight. And I'm going to be owning some probably options on uh, banking on a successful one. I have to figure that they've learned their lesson from the last flight. We've already seen that, you know, they can withstand, uh, what do you call it unexpected events that happened to, to, to be able to recover safely from those so i'm excited for this test flight i'm going to be investing on it kind of sad i sold some of those shares that i did uh last week when it looked like it was just getting squeaked part of the squeeze with all the other shorted stocks yeah but yeah i'll be putting more money back into it again
1: oh it's a that's such a good one like, like i said space has got me excited
0: all right We've got time for one more news story dan uh, what, do you, gonna, what else do you have let's
1: wrap up talking about uh you know it it wouldn't be An episode of Two Bulls in the China Shop. If we didn't talk about stimulus, got to talk about that stimmy. Oh,
0: that's right.
1: Get that stimmy money. It looks like the the package has passed the House, the $1.9 trillion package with uh, $1,400 direct stimulus payments. And though the Republicans want a much, much smaller plan, it it appears that the Democrats can go ahead with what they got just through the budget reconciliation process, which doesn't require 60 Mm -hmm. votes only requires 50. So, okay. They'll have to lose things like the $15 minimum wage even though Bernie Sanders says they don't. It, it they they do. <laughs> right. Yeah. But other than that, uh it looks like yeah, the 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 big parts of it that that were promised back in the election and what when, when they promised in the Georgia election, all of that is going to get delivered, but it has to go through budget reconciliation because it does not have bipartisan support in the in the Senate, but it Strangely, has bipartisan support uh, through citizens. Uh, polling shows uh, almost <laughs> seventy seventy percent of Americans uh, are, are definitely in on the idea.
0: Seventy <laughs> percent of Americans want to be get free money. Uh, really? Is the other thirty percent out of the threshold of getting that stimulus money? Uh,
1: that's that's can only be my assumption.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's another Twitter poll. Do you want free money? Yes or no? Do you want free
1: money? Yeah, right. <laughs> So, yeah, and and I think part of why we saw things like the NASDAQ have a necr- record run this week is news of that stimulus uh, is exciting to companies because they all know people are going to spend it. Yay! Although, apparently, people have been <laughs> retail investing with it, so who knows? Yeah. People like our listeners.
0: What was that quote I saw on Reddit? Give a rich man $600, he'll invest it and double it in a year's time. Give a poor man $600, like... Wait, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, right. Stop that. <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah, you can't do that.
1: <laughs> that uh, that'll wrap up our extra long news segment today actually not too bad. Folks, I'd like to tell you proudly, Two Bulls in a China Shop is brought to you by Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage an Equal Housing Lender. Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She's got over 20 years of experience, has helped thousands of homeowners, and whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. She's licensed in 25 states and growing, so reach out and see what Sue could do for you. Best way to reach her is just give her a call, 520-977-7904, or maybe shoot her an email at spullen at fairwaymc.com. Either way, she's there for you to help you out. Fairway Independent Mortgage, MLS 2289, Sue Pullen, MLS two zero six zero four eight, And that phone, once again, 520-977-7904, and that email is pullin P-U-L-L-E-N, at fairwaymc.com for all your mortgage needs.
0: Uh, don't forget her TikTok account for, for John.
1: Oh, yes, yes, John. Uh, Sue's got a TikTok <laughs> account just for you. Uh, at This this is for John. Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think she has a TikTok.
0: We're, we're never going to get another response, by the way, if we keep ragging on him, so maybe we should move on. Oh, we love you, John.
1: We love you. And, okay, and then I also would like to take a moment. Uh, I got to tell you folks about Passive.com. They are a, a broker, a service that links with your brokerage to help you keep your long-term portfolio in balance, uh, day to day, week to week, month to month. However, you decide to set it up, uh, it, it will automatically uh, queue up some trades for you to review, and you can click yes, and it'll automatically execute them to keep all of your long positions and balance. Uh, it's it's a fun product. It's a useful product for accumulating. If you're in the accumulation stage of your investment, which uh, I, I've never considered myself to ever get out of that stage. I always want more.
0: No. <laughs> the other fun thing you can do with it, too, is you know if you want to test your hand and see how you compare against the other ETFs, try and make your own.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's what we're, we're having the most fun doing, making our own ETF on there. Yeah that and that is that is really fun cuz that's that's part of what I think of the game like like long-term investing right. is is one thing and then the game is another and and that this kind of combines the two where it's like I want to make a long-term right. ETF yeah. but I'm still playing the game. Uh, so that's really exciting. So check them <laughs> check them out at passive.com p a s s i v and that's going to lead us up to stocks.
0: All right, finally.
1: Just put those stock tickers on the list. Go through the charts so nothing gets missed. Today's trades, they could all turn to gold. I'll play in stocks till I'm out of the hole. I
0: don't know why I said finally. I don't have anything to talk about in stocks. <laughs> I have no money. Oh, <laughs> yeah! I ran out of all my free cash, so now I've got I've got to the point where I have to sell something if I want to buy something, and it sucks because I really want to buy AMD right now. <laughs> uh, what did you do in stock? Did you trade any stocks? I managed to move back into my
1: long positions in Ameritrade, the ones that I had in Robinhood. I I trimmed them down. What were those? I trimmed them down. I I was in like seven different uh, long positions, and I trimmed them down to three. Uh, because ba- basically it, the amount of money that I put in each week to accumulate, um, without partial shares, uh, it's a lot harder. Ameritrade doesn't let me do the partial shares. So now, now yeah. they have to do it all in whole shares. It's like, okay, I got to consolidate this because it can't just put, uh, $20 into a $200 stock anymore. To spread it out. Sounds
0: like you need passive. Is what it sounds like.
1: Uh, and I and I am uh, <laughs> I am I'm trying to set that up specifically for that. Yes, yes. Uh, this is true. So what I moved in on my, what I'm long is the the uh, the QQ, which has actually become my favorite over these last three months. Uh, the Nasdaq just does so well. And It is triple leverage. So uh, uh, that's that's why uh, it went up twelve and a half percent this TQQ.
0: week. Yeah, I know.
1: Yeah, it's it's well. <laughs> And what's really awesome about it Kyle is is it splits all the time. When it hits $200 a share, it splits and goes back down to 100 and then just goes back up to 200. Really? No. Yeah, it split a few times last year. I've already experienced one split.
0: Did you get hit with a bunch of fees that you didn't expect?
1: No. Um Robinhood's a lot better about good. the fees. I didn't have that in Ameritrade. We'll see what happens when it splits under Ameritrade. Normally
0: splits don't give you fees, so I don't think you should see that, but let's pay attention to that just in case as it'd be something good to report for people who are looking for other brokers right now. Yeah,
1: maybe it was because it was a reverse split. That I got the fee? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I'm so angry at Robin Hood, I'll pay some fees on Ameritrade.
0: Uh, it, that's fine. I'll be happy if I don't get the, the morning calls of <laughs> the, the righteous fury and anger. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Kyle, no one else in my life will listen to me bitch about this right now. Please hear my pain. <laughs> <laughs> the other two that I moved into them along, of course, MJ. Uh, I love pot stocks. Uh, I I uh, I guess I guess I don't have to wait till options. I can bring up uh, what happened in marijuana here in stocks. No, bring
0: it up now. Yeah, because marijuana has been screaming again after the whole GameStop thing kind of died down, which is something we predicted too. I believe, right? Uh, yeah. Didn't we say that when GameStop ends, that people are going to be throwing all their money into something yeah. that they made off of this whole thing? And
1: exactly. And we actually did mention pot stocks. So because I moved out of my long positions in Robinhood, I missed out on this huge rally for pot stocks. I moved out of my, mm, my options and, yeah. and my shares. So I moved back into my shares, but uh, uh, they were at like $18.5, $19 when I sold in Robinhood. By the time I got back into the shares on Ameritrade, it literally uh, uh, I should have paid the stupid $75 to transfer them. Yeah, Because I would have made money. I would have paid, paid, for, <laughs> paid for that fee and then some. Because m- when I bought back in it was over 23 dollars a share
0: oh god damn it
1: yeah god damn it and those uh, uh well i'll talk about that in options uh uh yeah so so yeah yeah I, I missed out on some tasty tasty gains on marijuana but like i said this this year moving forward nine to- out of ten news stories about the pot market are going to be positive and they're going to drive these stocks up so i still have faith in it but i, I it, it really hurts to miss out on a on a 20some percent gain <laughs> on your share price
0: it was painful watching my uh the company that I own Cresco labs fall mm-hmm. um, when the whole gamestop thing was going on um, but like we said before how I was kind of forced to hold through at least April yeah so I didn't have to pay uh the short-term gains on them uh it definitely re- you know recovered nice. nicely oh yeah I think my wife is up to maybe a Mazda 3 right now
1: hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I like those
0: Mazda try to get her to a Trying to get her to a Buick or a Mercedes, so. <laughs> get,
1: yeah. I wanted to point out uh, part of what fueled the marijuana frenzy. Uh, Jazz Pharmaceuticals announced uh, that they're acquiring uh, GWPH, one of the the pot pharmaceutical companies. Uh, their stock was at around one hundred fifty dollars a share, and it is part. Of, this is one of the stocks that like all the ETFs own. Jazz announced that okay. Jazz announced that they're paying $200 a share plus $20 worth of jazz stock for each share in GWPH. So obviously that stock shot up from 150 to over $200 a share and that's yeah, wow. that's what lifted and and along with it a lot of other companies got got lifted up by the winds but but all the ETFs that jumped up uh, it was because of that that single event. Like I said, all the news coming forward in in pot is going to be good news. Nine, nine out of ten, <laughs> mark it on the calendar.
0: Uh, yeah, unless the Democrats somehow lose control of everything, yeah. I can't imagine <laughs> that this isn't going to be the best two years that pot's going to see.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. The last stock that I moved into long was ArcQ, one of the Kathy Wood ETFs. It's the autonomous oh, nice. vehicles and robotics ETF. Uh, I wanted to. I, I was in Hale. Um, which I still believe in, but I didn't want to be uh, uh, in two ETFs that were heavy on Tesla.
0: The nice thing about Kathy Wood's funds right now, because she actually like tweets out their positions or announces their anytime they make moves, like she announces them mm-hmm. like immediately rather than waiting for the filing dates. So I think she gets a boost every time she says that she moves into a stock because so many people are following and trying to copy her. Yes. That anytime that she announces it, like the stock price immediately goes up. So I don't see how you can go wrong. Oh, investing if, in anything that she does right now. If
1: you pull up any one of her ETFs, it's done nothing but go up. In in the long term,
0: yeah. Uh, so, but now now that she has that reputation, now like all she has to do is say we bought this, and right? Then all of the you know she's already bought it, so now her position shoots up, and all the the people trying to copy her, yep. Oh, go and do the same thing. It's
1: a fun scenario. Uh, I, I definitely recommend any of the arc ETFs in your long portfolio. Pick the one that is is right. I can't for you. wait
0: for that space one oh. to come out. I
1: cannot wait See, for that. me too. And that's why I kept it at three, because I wanted four. It's a nice even number. But I, I'm mm-hmm. leaving a spot open for when that space ETF. Uh, seriously, like the day it's tradable, I'm I'm moving in. The yep, very day I'm allowed to buy shares in it. And and she doesn't even have it put together. She's just like, yeah, I think I'm going to do this. I'm like, yes, do it now, do it now, do it now.
0: Yes, take my money. <laughs> Shut up, I take
1: my money. <laughs> so that, those were my only, only moves. So I, did, yeah. I didn't do
0: any short-term moves, just moved back into some long positions. That's a long-term move. We'll check in on that three months from now, mm. and you'll probably be pretty happy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, for me, my my week was pretty pretty lame. I had to take a step away after the gut-wrenching uh, losses I took. I mean seeing that squeeze being like right there and about to happen and having it taken away by the shitty actions of Robin Hood, uh, you know, really kind of fucked with my head. And I had to step away in order to make sure I wasn't, you know, chasing losses. I was happy to see, however, I wanted to mention the Activision earnings, one of the ones that we called out on our pick list, and one of the ones that I had been I focused on last week when we talked about the upcoming earnings, Uh stock jumped, to, I think it hit 104 at one point, still trading around 101. So that was you know a nice little confidence boost for me. I didn't put any of my, you know, uh, this experiment's money into it, but I have a long, uh, long position in there that I've had for the last 10 years that did quite nice. So I was able to, to get a piece of that. Nice. I got no more free cash now, but everything into uh, everything that was laying around is is now an AMC and GameStop, <laughs> 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 which kind of hurts. But, you know, like I said, I already d- explained what I'm planning on with that, so I won't really touch on that again. But uh, I really want to get another piece of AMD and trying to figure out a way to free something up to where I can do that. I don't want to sell Jumia. I don't want to sell Space. Sonos, you know, they got earnings coming up. We'll cover that here in the next little segment. But Nordstrom's done quite well for me. Bed Bath & Beyond, I'm still happy to hold. I don't want to sell anything. These. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that we've been noticing is we look through, like, because I keep a list of everything that's been on the pick them list. I and mean, when it drops off, uh, I throw it on the past picks uh, watch list that I have. And I've been seeing that some of these ones that we picked, you know, six months ago are now like three times the value of what they were then. Yeah. So, so, looking back at that, I mean, that just really goes show, like these shares that I've earned by some of the options trades that I've done. I, I, I don't want to lose them just because, you know, long term investing is really where it's at. Like we do this for fun. We've covered that multiple times where you really want to make some money, you know, find a company you believe in, just hold it forever. <laughs> Or at least until you're ready to retire.
1: I, I I think I was telling you this morning. My my new uh, my new analogy metaphor is you got to be like a dragon uh, hoarding gold and uh, with your shares of a company yeah. that you believe in. The dragon doesn't care what the price <laughs> of gold is going for. Dragon does not give two shits about what that gold can get him in terms of the price of silver and how many goods in the town. No no no. Dragon just wants more gold. Just, just more. It doesn't matter what price it is at today. You believe in the company long term. You think it's growing and going to be big. Just keep getting more shares, more shares, more shares. You know, every every chance you can get, just keep getting more. And then all of a sudden, you're going to retire sitting on a giant hoard of gold. Yep, <laughs> that's that's how it works.
0: Nerdy way to nerdy. Way. You call me a nerd for making chess <laughs> references. But...
1: So the D D dragon method.
0: Yeah, no, you make a good point. I mean, that's that's the way to do it. Accumulate, accumulate, accumulate. Right. Uh, we do this for fun. Uh, Like we said in the past, uh, we really enjoy it, so we'll keep doing it. And maybe eventually it'll get better. We'll get better at it.
1: We'll get good enough to actually make some decent money doing short-term trades. But long-term trades are where the, the money is actually accumulated.
0: I mean, I've seen... I've seen success. I think you have too. I mean, I keep track of everything I've done since we started doing this podcast. And I think year to date, I'm up 20%. You know, some of that being like the historic market that we've been in, but the real test is going to be, can we keep this up when the markets are trading sideways or going down? Yes. But I, don't, I don't know. I think we can. I, th- I feel pretty good about some of the strategies that we've started to come up with. Yeah. That we've, you know, through the process of elimination.
1: <laughs> right, right. Do we have any earnings to go over?
0: Uh, yes, we do. Uh, we're right in the thick of the earnings season and got some ones that popped up that really caught my eye. Uh, the first one on the 8th is Take Two, TTWO. Uh, this one's trading at highs right now. Yeah. I think that maybe it's seeing a boost just from the way Activision reported. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Activision had like a perfect storm of events happen it had two like I don't even know how you describe it, like 100 million plus sales games released in the last quarter yeah I don't think take two is gonna be nearly on those same lines so I'm kind of expecting that one to fall, which is something that we've actually seen in the past. Like stocks that are trading at their all-time highs when they release earnings, uh, there's typically profit-taking that comes out after that or just the expectations are just out of whack. And I have a feeling that this stock might be one of those. I'm actually looking at that as one I might buy some puts on depending on uh, how much the volatility is on it. Uh, They report on the 8th after hours, so I'll have a chance to look at it Monday morning uh, before I make a decision on that. Uh, On the 9th, we've got Twitter and one of our picks, IIVI. Mm. Coming up on the 10th, we have GM and Sonos. Sonos is one of my personal favorites. Uh, and then the 11th, we've got Nvidia and Pepsi.
1: Oh, I think Pepsi's going to do some good earnings.
0: You have to think people like snack foods and fucking soda when they're sitting at home. All that legal pot they're smoking.
1: Oh, <laughs> and and that leads us uh, right. over to options. You got to know when to hold 'em, know when to them. When the walk away, those calls are done. You never count your money when you're holding on the contracts. There'll be time enough for counting when the options exercise. <laughs> Speaking of options, <laughs> yes, so marijuana <laughs> options. My operation Dan's gonna get rich off of marijuana. Uh took took a bit of a speed bump. I had nineteen dollar calls. That uh, expired in February 19th. That was on MJ. Yeah, on MJ, and I sold them as I said last last week to move over to Ameritrade. I should have transferred them because this stock
0: oh goddamn, yeah you jumped
1: five dollars a share. And I left <laughs> so much money on the table. because, And, and, and I keep saying it on the show. Like, this is, uh, yeah, I'm trading options. I'm buying calls on MJ. Like, they keep making me money. And I just, oh, I was, I was literally sick to my stomach uh, uh, Monday and Tuesday watching MJ just shoot through the roof. Oh, Wednesday. I was, I was really sad. Uh, but, you know, you helped talk me down and Jen talked me down by pretty much saying the same things.
0: What did I say? Like the big thing was take a breath, flush yeah. it from your head. Yeah. You got to, don't, don't be chasing it. Keep moving forward. Look for the next one.
1: Yeah. Keep moving forward. Yep. So, so I left, I left some money on the table with MJ, um, Ford and they, they had been going down, but they ended up turning around on some, some news. They're doubling their investments in electric vehicles. I'd had those Ford calls.
0: That's had really good earnings too. Yeah,
1: great earnings. They doubling investments in electric vehicles. So yeah, the those those options would have made me money if I'd held them. But I i will admit at the time I was thinking about selling.
0: One of the things holding uh Ford back though that I keep seeing pop up in the news, I mean we mentioned it the I don't know, is that last week or the week before about the plant in Germany shutting down because the, they couldn't get any the chips. Chip shortage um, apparently that's becoming more of an issue for them. The F one fifty they're having trouble making. That's like their biggest money maker.
1: Right. Their biggest product, yep. and the chip shortage can't help when they're saying we're going to go all electric vehicle with more computers. Yeah,
0: no, no. Do you need another computer, or you just need a better computer? I mean, everything's already pretty much run by them. Yeah, you probably just need a better programming. No, no, no. Interesting.
1: I was already planning on on I, you know, oh, I might move out of, of Ford, so so I can't really count that one as as a as a huge loss because I I don't know if I would have moved out of it or not. Uh, I was sad to move down to my Walmart calls uh they they did creep up all week so the other the other ones i was looking at approaching earnings uh kellogg and astrazeneca uh astrazeneca has has had a a lot of bad press with vaccine supply problems and that's that's really kept their price Mm. from it it rose for a bit and then it kind of stopped uh and then kellogg just completely turned around and uh i actually may buy some puts on them on monday we'll see so, so moving forward, I've been I've been looking at end of February and beginning of March for what companies are doing their earnings then, so I can move in on them this week. Uh, on the twenty fifth, we've got Anheuser Busch, Budweiser, B B-U-D. U
0: uh, D. That's one of our pickums. Uh, this last uh, episode our release.
1: It was it was yeah, it was my pickum. Uh, they they are just their their MACD signal is just about to cross, and this close to earnings, I consider that to be a, a good sign. Uh, so I'm looking to move into some $70 calls on them. I think they're around 65 right now, so I'll get to, mm-hmm. get those at a pretty good price. Also, on the 25th, uh, Maine, Main M M A I N Main Street Financial. I like uh, yeah. I like uh, Bud and Main a lot. They both uh, have
0: Bud is one of the ones that I keep looking at. You also mentioned Target too uh, when we we're talking offline.
1: Yes, yes. Target is uh, uh, we, March 2nd.
0: I thought they just came out. Weren't we looking at them as a play to make with something that fell after having solid earnings? Or am I thinking of something different? Or did we see them with the uh, options alert? Not too. It, long it ago? was an
1: options alert. Um, okay. Yeah, their earnings, they, the company themselves announced that they're going to do earnings March 2nd. So that's that's, that's a confirmed... I've got my eye on them. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn whether or not I, I'm going to buy early in the week or not. They, uh, when I look at their MACD line, it's it, the momentum is just turned.
0: It looks like it finally switched. Yeah, because they were they were hurting for a little bit there.
1: Yeah, and and I figured if if I if if the trend holds, then why not buy now? Why wait for the signal to flash? Um, I've I've mixed feelings right. about it. Anyway, that's all I have really to talk about options.
0: Again, you did the bulk of the heavy lifting there, because the only thing I really have to talk about was the AMD $95 calls that I bought expiring in March, trying to do the same thing we just talked about right there. I was happy with the earnings that I saw come out for AMD, and I am betting that people will come around in the next month.
1: Yes, I, I definitely definitely believe in AMD.
0: <laughs> Especially after seeing that Intel was losing market share in the server sector side of things, the data centers. Um, that's where their bread and butter is at. And if AMD can take a slice of that away, that'd be huge for AMD. Oh, yeah. Um, the other thing I have to talk about is, as far as options go is that uh, I think this week I'm going to finally pull the trigger. I'm going to go and apply for level two options tradings. I've done it a couple times and kept getting denied because I don't have enough experience. Mm. But I think with what we've done with this show now, I can confidently put down that we have a much higher knowledge base than we did when when I first applied for it. But I want to start trying to do some of the, uh, or experimenting with like the selling of contracts. I think long-term, this is the way that we really need to be able to go anyway, because some of these calls that we look at are, you know, $68 a contract, like, <laughs> I'm not going to throw $6,800 in just one contract. Right. Uh, but if I can sell one that's like, you know, another $10 out of the money for $40 and then, you know, knock that price down by a third, yeah, it caps my max gain I can make on it, but also allows me to be able to kind of trade out. Uh, you know the Vega uh, when stocks are super volatile. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look at that uh, this week. I'm gonna try and apply for it. If I get approval, I'll start experimenting with some of these different strategies of selling some contracts, and definitely be reporting on that in the next episode uh, mm-hmm. or whenever I actually start making those those trades. And that probably end up being another bonus episode too coming up soon.
1: Sounds good to me.
0: All right, uh, that's all I really had to discuss in options. Should we go on to some alerts?
1: Yeah, love, them, love me some alerts.
0: All right, I got three that I singled out that were over a million. I had Amazon uh, $219, $3,350 calls. There was $3.4 on a $68.05 contract. Um, Apple uh, $319, $160 calls, $1. $1.5 on, I think there were 90 cent contracts. I don't know if I wrote that down wrong or if the article is wrong, but I mean, there was a lot of them they traded. <laughs> Uh, that one was kind of interesting. Both of those actually had bearish sentiment. So what that means is they were purchased closer to the um, the bid price as opposed to the ask price. Mm. So that means that those are ones that you might have to watch. Maybe people are hedging on those. You know, they have uh, taken short positions and then buying the calls in order to protect themselves in case it goes the wrong way. 160 sixty in my... But that's a lot of money to throw down on those, too. I don't know what... So, so out of the be money. Somebody thinking something there. They have another product line coming out soon or something?
1: They're talking about getting involved in the electric vehicle market right now. They're talking real heavy about it.
0: Oh, that's right. That news did come out. Yeah. They're partnering with, uh, who was it?
1: The Hyundai Kia.
0: Hyundai Kia. That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, Moving on. Uh, the next uh, big money one was ARWR. Those were June 18th, $100 calls, $1.1 million on $11.50 contracts. I think all three of these were all bearish. Uh, actually, no, the AWR one, was the ARWR was uh, uh, bullish. That was why I threw that one in there. Um, the last one that caught my eye wasn't nearly the same amount of money, but it caught my eye because there was only five open contracts before that trade was made. And it was the Bed Bath & Beyond March 12th, $26 calls. Somebody put $175,000 uh, at $3.30 a contract. Oh wow! And that's one that I think I may try to follow. I I did really very well
1: with my Bed Bath and Beyond calls.
0: That's just a really interesting one because there's just there was no volume on that before. I mean, you only had five contracts open before that trade was made. That's kind of nuts, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. So does somebody know something we don't?
0: I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs>
1: Still a lot of short interest in in Bed Bath and Beyond,
0: and uh, also the new short interest report comes out on Tuesday, so we'll know the numbers from the second. The, the numbers got re- collected on February second; they'll get reported on the what is that? The ninth. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see when that gets updated too.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll have to we'll we'll send out the links to that short interest report on uh, on all the social media. Oh, yes. So keep keep if you if you're interested right. in that keep an eye out there.
0: That wraps up the options alerts that I had, or at least the ones that kind of caught my eye.
1: Yeah, some some good ones.
0: All right. Uh ah, can we move to the fin- home stretch here? Home stretch. <laughs>
1: I want you to go first because my good and my bad are the same thing.
0: Ah, I almost did that, but uh, no, I went with Activision uh, as my good. Uh, even though I didn't, you know, make any money on, you know, this experiment, uh, I did have a position in my long-term portfolio, so I took a bit of that. But it was a huge confidence boost for me to be able to pick a stock that did exactly what I thought it was going to do uh, after, you know, what I saw from this past you know, week after being robbed from Robin Hood.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a big confidence boost. Keep the hits well, coming. Good. Uh, my good was my bet pick, and my bad was my bet pick. <laughs> Which one? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was good because Ugh. I said the wrong thing, and I ended up uh, picking the right direction uh, uh, inadvertently. But it was also my bad because that's a big mess up, and I need to do better. Um, and <laughs>
0: <It's a> very. <laughs> I feel like remember separating the method from the results. I okay, don't agree with that good at all.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, <clears throat> I guess I guess you could say that I didn't really have anything good happen in
0: terms like well you can call the results good how about that we'll just say all
1: right well then then my results
0: were good but the method was bad the
1: results yeah i liked i liked the results um yeah nothing but but nothing i did in trading i guess i could say my my good (laughs) is 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 i did watch all of my options picks be behaving the way i expected them to be behaving like I said Uh,
0: you can stick with yours the the only
1: thing I was unsure of was whether or not I was going to move out of those Ford calls I was unsure if it was going to keep dropping or go back up Uh, and then Robin Hood made the decision for me when I moved out of everything so um, and Robin Hood was wrong Robin Hood was wrong (laughs) yeah so I guess then my bad is my my bet fuck up Uh, what, what was your bad?
0: Uh, definitely the GameStop and AMC. The short-term losses I took from that, and then mm-hmm. like you said before about the expected earnings, like watching it being so close and then having it just snatched away from your fingertips, like it really kind of fucked with my head mm-hmm. to the point where I really had to step away from the market for uh, you know a good amount of time to try to let that loss wash over and you know get back to it. That's why the the Activision was such a big confidence boost for me, and why I didn't put any money on it. Um, I, I recognized that, you know, I didn't want to be chasing those losses. And so, that was, right. you know, the good I can take out of the bad. My reaction was bad, but, you know, the, the steps I took to kind of correct myself from that were good.
1: Right, right. Oh, I just had the phrase in my head and then it, it popped out. Uh, oh. <laughs> I forgot what I was, what was gonna say. Ugly? Oh my ugly was missing out on those marijuana calls uh, so much uh, so much money right. on the table yeah. I couldn't stop obsessing about it I'm fine now I moved on uh, you know because I, I, I started cracking open the charts and looking for my next moves um, and I'm a lot more happy about life but uh, you know for a while there I was I was feeling sick over but- missing out.
0: That's it's hard to, to to be able to move on like once you once you're done with something you got to flush it and forget about it it's on to the next one it's on to the next one that's
1: Right well in it, but in this
0: instance the emotional roller coaster of this game yeah
1: in this instance like I I literally am taking a chunk of money and and I'm just keep trying to keep it growing like keep right. betting that pot's going up so so yeah uh, it's hard for me to move on in terms of like forget about it. I can't forget about it. I'm continuing the the, the marijuana trading.
0: Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> uh,
1: but but anyway, I've 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 recovered emotionally at least, and I'm ready to make more money on pot stocks and options.
0: I'm ready to start trading again too. So. All right. Well, I've gotten well, over my losses. I've come up with a plan uh, to move forward with them and turn those into long term investments, which is kind of what I was. My backup plan was to begin with. It's just uh I was really hoping not to have to use the backup plan, I guess you can say. What what was uh, a- now that I'm forced to use it. Yeah. What was your ugly? Losing to the goddamn random stock. Yeah. Ugly. <laughs> God damn it. God damn <laughs> random.
1: I I lost to it too. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and I've seen at least one really good suggestion from our listeners and I am I'm afraid that that's going to be the one that we're going to have to do uh i'm not gonna spoil it uh if anybody else feels like they can beat it it's a pretty good one
1: yeah yeah i don't think you've even shared it with me yet so uh, i'm in the dark too no listeners. i shared it with
0: you i told you oh okay it's about joining the certain facebook group oh shit and not telling anybody why oh shit
1: <laughs> oh shit <laughs> Oh, oh, come on yeah. Oh, we need to beat random We need to beat it so bad oh, Yes, God. we really oh, need to beat random Oh, God, okay Okay, uh, speaking right. of I believe that brings us to Yes
2: Starts
1: In the center of our universe That's for every one of us Consequence for one of us
0: <sighs> the center right. of the universe i feel like i'm making this uh i'm, I'm spending way too much time picking first yeah is what it feels like right now it's
1: it, it's strange for me too uh, but i'm getting
0: used to it <laughs> <laughs> all right well my bet shouldn't come as a surprise play uh, you know this is one of the bets that I made uh, a couple months ago that did quite well for me. I'm going back to the well uh, with Virgin Galactic re- uh, announcing the the I guess the second uh, attempt at their test flight. I'm holding Virgin Galactic. I want to get them this Monday so I can uh, ride the anticipation of the test flight, and I want to hold them through next week and try to capture the results when they're inevitably successful because they obviously will be this time because I can't be last. <laughs> that many times in a row,
1: <laughs> it's statistically improbable.
0: <laughs> improbable.
1: My uh, my bet this week is is one I came across doing my earnings uh, for options. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Main Main Street Capital. Mm-hmm. They are M A I N. They are are going on a pretty pretty good pretty good run this year. Everything looks like they're they're gonna keep going up. As we get closer to earnings, and I want to see how well uh, it's going to do this week. I I watched it Friday when I was watching the markets, and and it it just seemed it moved up only a percent, but it seemed to not be being affected by the the whipsaw that I was seeing in a lot of other right uh, uh, companies like. Up half percent, down half percent, up that half percent, down half percent, like all day. Uh, But that one was just a little bit, just steady upwards. So I really liked uh, how it was moving, and that's my bet pick. Main.
0: I need you to pick three steady eddies in a row so that way I can try and make up some ground.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No movement on this. And I want to.
0: Th- I want to throw this. I want to throw this on record because uh, you remember the convoluted plan I had when Logitech reported their earnings. Yeah. I was yeah. Contemplating the same thing with Take Two. I was thinking about selling short uh, at on Monday, uh, just at close. Uh, take two, buying it back the next morning, and then moving it into space. Uh, I'm not going to do that, but, uh, that's, that's what I, I contemplated it. Uh, I don't want to make it too complicated cause I have to go back through and try to figure this all out on paper. Right. But, uh, um, but if it works, I want to be able to say, look how smart I am. And if it doesn't work, then I can say, look, that's why I didn't do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's At least awesome. win something. All right. Is it time for, uh, time to see what we're up against this week?
1: Yeah. What's our Random.
0: All right, Nasdaq, New York Stock Exchange. I got them both loaded up here. Getting a stock. Oh, uh, Kirkland. Oh, K-I-R-K. That's all right.
1: That's is that the uh, company that Costco uses to make all their that's stuff? That's
0: the one. Yeah. Doesn't Costco have their earnings coming out?
1: Yeah, they do. <laughs> On the third.
0: Fuck Kirk. March third. Oh uh, no. <laughs> oh, March. Okay. Kirkland trading at twenty seven sixty three right now oh my god that stock has been on a tear uh back in July it was trading at like two fifty
1: shit just back at january beginning of January it was trading under seventeen
0: yeah, uh oh, man <laughs> I might be buying some of this stock <laughs> oh listeners get your suggestions in because I'm pretty sure we're gonna be doing something that you uh you suggest this uh, this coming month?
1: No, I, I right? No, I I think I think we've got a good shot. I'm looking at the momentum of, of Kirkland. I think we're going to be all right. Uh, uh, if it, were... I think if it was a week ago, we'd be fucked.
0: No earnings this week. It looks like it'll be sometime in the beginning of March.
1: Yeah, I think I think we're about to see a little bit of a deflation period for Kirkland. I could be wrong though. We'll find out. Oh God, I hope so.
0: Next week. I need every little helping hand i can get right now
1: (laughs) (laughs) right every little bit helps Uh, all
0: right are we are we done yes i think we got it all right
1: yes that's uh that's our episode folks thanks for sticking around with us till the end you know uh we love you all uh all over the world we're, we're, we're getting listeners tuning in, and, and we're just beside ourselves with joy. We love that you're here. Um, if you like our show, let us know by rating and subscribing on, on whatever platform you're using. Uh, if you like our show and you hate social media, then tell all your friends. Let them know. If you have no friends and you hate social media, and you want to give us money to pay for advertising to help you find more friends, and you can donate to us uh, on our PayPal link.
0: <laughs> and that link will be in the episode description.
1: Yes. Yes, it will. Uh, yeah. So tell, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your pets. Come join us here in the China Shop. It's a big shop. There's room for everybody.
0: It's more fun, the more they're there. <laughs>
1: right? It's the most explicit yep. stock trading podcast that I know <laughs> of. <laughs> Fucking hell.
0: Uh, Fuck the hedge funds.
1: Fuck the hedge funds. (laughs) Uh, All right, happy trades, folks. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Bye.